I would like to welcome you to the ninth BRICS Parliamentary Forum. It has been a long, challenging and exciting road since the historical inauguration meeting held in the Russian Federation in June of 2015. Since then, this forum has grown from strength to strength, reflecting both the hard work of the collective leadership of BRICS member states and without doubt, the overwhelming desire amongst the peoples of the world to evolve a just world order which serves not just, as just a few, but also and especially the wretched of the earth. Congratulations to the new partners, our valued partners, the Argentine Republic, the Arab Republic of Egypt, the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. We trust that you will invigorate this promising intergovernmental organization. From 2015 to date, the BRICS Parliamentary Forum has identified many issues which require continuous discussion, refinement, and programmatic plans of action to better serve the wretched of the earth. And these issues range, amongst others, from the following the sacrosanct role of the United Nations in international affairs. Okay, there was a glitch there. It will be attended to. Our same program director that these issues range from, amongst others, the sacrosanct role of the United Nations in international affairs and the consolidation of the multilateral structures, the reform of the Security Council and the fairness of the international legal system. The transition to a multipolar world and deepening economic globalization, exploring new trade and investment prospects the promotion of international peace and security, shared economic growth, cooperation and mutual beneficial interaction amongst the peoples of the world. Undergirded by a continuous dialogue among and between the world cultures and civilization for the cross-pollination of knowledge and perspectives for the benefit of humanity. Deepening cooperation in multiplicity of fields, including the promotion of cooperation in research, education, healthcare, environmental protection, sport, but particularly with the focus on youth. Coordinating our macroeconomic policies 
the reform of international monetary system and the promotion of growth, intensifying south-to-south and north-south dialogue, and last but not least, the creation of a permanent contact group within the BRICS Parliamentary Forum, which helps, amongst other things, to identify and guide our association of key evolving issues of international political economy and to develop a long-term strategy for the forum. These and many additional matters that have served on the agenda of this forum since its inauguration session in Moscow are about moving the world towards greater social justice. In short, making sure that the wretched of the earth are or become somebody. So goes the, as the African parlance uh, says. We call that the inaugural BRICS Parliamentary Forum. We recall that the Parliamentary uh, Forum took place to the hour of the 70 the 70th anniversary of the end of World War II and the founding of the world's premier intergovernmental organization, the United Nations. The solemnity of the occasion was a stark reminder of the importance of this history. Some of our colleagues rightly appealed that we draw appropriate lessons from history. The quest to be somebody is innate to every people. This is true for the developing South in as much as it is the case for the developed North. For the African continent, as with parts of the developing world, the quest to be somebody has been an act of resistance and defiance since at least the advent of the Atlantic slave trade. In addition to the heroic anti-colonial and apartheid struggles, this led to the 1955 Bandung Conference and the formation of the Non-Aligned Movement in 1961. A consistent threat has been the need and wisdom for political economic cooperation amongst the developing countries. This is how President Julius Nyerere of Tanzania put the matter when he addressed the opening of the preparatory meeting of the Nine Allied Movement in Dar es Salaam on the 13th of April in 1970, and he said the following. The fact is that our political interdependence or independence depend upon the degree of our economic independence, as well as the nature of our economic development, depending upon our political independence. These things are interlinked in the modern world. And because of that interdependence, our economic relationships with one another and individually with the great powers of the world are matters with which the non-aligned conference 
must be consent. Close quote. Program director, this underscores the importance of BRICS and the cooperation it has sought to promote since its founding. BRICS is one of the institutions that holds the possibility of taking forward much of the objectives of the non-aligned movement and the South Commission, which President Nyerere ably led after his voluntary retirement from public office in 1985. There is no need to regale you with statistics about the global reach of BRICS in terms of its economy, the combined population of its member states relative to the rest of the world and other interesting information which you know. This forum has the possibility to exert change on a global and unprecedented scale. For starters, BRICS has focused the imagination of the world population beyond the citizens of its member states. In and of itself, this is a good thing. However, we should not be surprised when this success factor attracts negative responses from some actors in the world, despite the fact that BRICS is not opposed to state parties or groups, but instead we seek peaceful and just world of equitable resource distribution. Program Director, the single most powerful instrument parliamentarians have at their disposal is their command of lawmaking. Through coordinated efforts, you can impact positively on more than a quarter of the world's population by introducing far-reaching progressive legislation and repealing the laws that do not improve the lives of the people. Some lessons from history in this regard must be useful. The 13th century Egyptian chief justice Khaldun insisted that law should be based on what he called social solidarity, which was a statement on the supremacy he placed on social cohesion. Kwame Nkrumah, on the other hand, was adamant that the teaching of law is totally incomplete if it is not accompanied by a background of economic, social, and political science, and even politics, science, and technology. He envisaged a law that is an expression of the political, economic, social conditions of the people and their aims for progress as opposed to one that is based on a formalistic yardstick which completely disregards the material content of the law and measures justice or injustice solely by procedural rules. 
as BRICS, parliamentarians who seek to change the world for the better, you have the possibility to usher in the social solidarity and development that Chief Justice Khaldun and President, Julia, President Nkrumah strove to achieve. However, legislative changes are neither enough nor sufficient to effect change. You require a capable, civic-minded, and ethical bureaucracy which has the capacity and commitment to drive the existing legislative framework to achieve these ends. The affair scene of the parliamentary vocation attests to the sociological truism that all societies are heterogeneous theaters in which differently disposed social actors battle to shape public affairs in their own image. To the extent that such intercourse will from time to time impact upon the institutions of BRICS as national, regional, and other interests, this forum in particular should guard its intellectual and political lines for their constructive management and resolution. Sometimes, program director, this may be interests from outside ourselves intended to exhaust us in meaningless but tiresome destruction or otherwise pit us against each other, thus to take us completely off the rails so that we are unable to achieve our strategic objectives. Fortunately, I believe that the collective of BRICS members possesses the wisdom to rise above these machinations. Equally fortunate is that BRICS member states have come together in this rising intergovernmental institution on shared perspective of development to which the current global political and economic order continue to respond inadequately. Whatever difficulties we face in the future, President Nyerere may provide a useful guide. And he said, and I quote, development involves decisions about national and international political priorities and structures. It includes social questions and matters related to education, health, human dignity, and security, both personal and national. And it means adequate food, clothing, and shelter for the individual person. All these matters are inextricably mixed and are all encompassed in any definition of development which is meaningful to the human beings who are now suffering from lack of it. Close quote. Program director, every country faces this consideration and challenges in its resource allocation and decision-making processes. Undoubtedly, 
This will find expression in your discussions about the four broad thematic areas of your agenda, namely climate change, energy security, and just transition of coal to hydrogen energy, multilateralism, peace, and security. In July 2014, BRICS established the new Development Bank and the BRICS Contingent Reserve Arrangement. It is increasingly clear that there are varying levels of capacity for project planning and development amongst member states. As with the executive, parliamentarians are challenged to explore how this challenge can be addressed. One way of addressing this is by identifying the broad range of skills that are required to address effective development at the scale and the pace required to accelerate the impact of BRICS in all the member states. This, amongst others, speaks to the technocratic capacity to which I referred earlier, and we should, in this regard, and in keeping with the tradition of cooperation amongst us, adopt the slogan of the progressive trade union movement, which says, an injury to one is an injury to all. One suggestion you may want to ponder over is that we should immediately conduct a skills audit relative to the development imperative of each member state and bring together institutions of higher learning, amongst others, to respond to this challenge of skills. I would like to commend the BRICS Women Business Alliance and their efforts in organizing the BRICS Africa Women's BRICS Alliance Trade Conference. Malibongwe. Program Director, as I conclude, let me emphasize that Africa is moving towards a single African market. All 54 countries have signed the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement. We are well on our way to creating the world's largest free trade area with 1.3 billion people and a gross domestic product of $3.4 trillion. The implementation of the African Continental Free Trade Area will improve intra-African trade, the continent's share and participation in global trade, stimulate and improve the economy, as well as contribute to lifting millions of people out of poverty. The continent's Transport networks are largely unsatisfactory. Few roads connect the continent's five regions, and those that do are often in poor conditions uh, and under-maintained. 
So those are the challenges we must be immediately seized with to move uh, Africa forward. Finally, Program Director, as a continent, we look forward to engaging with our BRICS partners to realize the implementation of the African Continental Free Trade Area and thus create a win-win solution for all of us. Let us seize this opportunity to strengthen the BRICS-Africa partnership and promote a rules-based approach towards a just global order. And I want to thank the Parliament of South Africa for hosting this session and I want to wish you well and I know that when lawmakers are there we cannot fail. Thank you very much, uh, Program Director.